I loved this video made by my friend Albert on this sound, this music by Vincenzo Viceversa, who is our uh, graphic designer, the guy who makes our wonderful covers. In fact, it reminds me a little bit of uh, volume 6.66, but he's also the creator of this rather ominous cover for volume nine, a very controversial cover for a book that has been very successful. And I, uh, of course, invite you to purchase to also support our broadcast. This is Leo Zagami. This is Christy Zagami. Hi, everyone. And this is the Leo Zagami show. We have a lot for you today. Uh, World War Three, UFOs in Congress, Chaos Magic, and much more. In uh, 55 minutes, we will have also a guest uh, who is our guest today? Christy? Donald Schmidt. Donald Schmidt. Uh, so, guys, uh, this, this is a is a big shot of the UFO scene. Somebody who we have had also uh, in the past uh, here for the, for our show, and of course, uh, it seemed perfect for us to have him today because yesterday there was this important event that took place in Congress, even if uh, was uh, a private, secretive meeting. Everybody knew about it, but of course, we don't know what they really discussed in this meeting. So today we will have uh, as a special guest Donald R. Schmidt, who is the former co-director of the J. Allen Inek uh, Center for UFO Studies, who is also a member of the board of the prestigious UFO Museum in Roswell, and the co-author of two best-selling books on the subject, UFO Crash at Roswell and the Truth About UFO Crash at Roswell. So, uh, and I have here actually uh, one of the, I think, the latest edition of Witness to Roswell, uh, which uh, is, 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 is uh, I think this is the latest edition. This is the, uh, this is the latest edition. This is the edition, 75th anniversary edition. Um, welcome to the Leo Zagami Show. And, of course, this will not be possible without our sponsors, Christy. Okay, so this week we have Nalgarizada. Minta and um, Thomas Birmingham and Bruce Kodish. So thank you, everyone, for your donations. Um, thank you for sponsoring the show and helping this show keep going. So we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And of course, uh, we have uh, uh, terminated our Exploring the Illuminati series, but this doesn't mean that we will not do in the future some more specials, depending, of course, on the sponsors. In the meantime, we bring you all the latest uh, geopolitical analysis, unusual geopolitical analysis, but also with a touch of uh, we also like to uh, see the occult aspects of what we are analyzing at times. And anyway, we have here today a room full of news. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a table full of news. Wow. <laughs> okay. So thanks to the sponsors. Thanks to the sponsors who deserve, of course, an applause. An applause. Let's give an applause to our sponsors, Christy. We do it the proper way here at the Leo Zagami Show. <laughs> Here you go. Thank 
you, thank you, thank you. And I must say that Vincenzo has brought out another excellent cover for the new edition of Volume 4 that just came out in Italy. Ooh, Ooh. here we have the aliens, <laughs> cool. Cyber Satan. This is only for the Italian readers, though. Huh? Uh, so if uh, you want to, uh, of course, purchase my latest book in English, it's Volume 9. And uh, we have also many other books, also by Christy. Christy has a couple of uh, books dedicating to her own confessions, no, Christy? Yeah, I'm also um, working on a cookbook. It's the Gami Family Cookbook. It's a Gami Family Cookbook. <laughs> that, that, that is a pretty interesting thing. Yeah, it's full of it's like... It's an unusual project for us to bring out a cook, cookery. How you say cookery book? It's a cookbook and cookbook. it's full of all of my favorite recipes that I learned when I was living in Italy and then some that I had my family recipes and then I'm going to pull some recipes from um, my family and Leo's Italian family. It's mostly going to be Italian, but I'll have a little bit of international in there. And um, funny stories, I'm going to write a little bit and put, you know, narratives, like funny stories about different things. Like when we went to a restaurant, there's so many funny things that happened to us. So, <laughs> and anyway, and jokes and, you know, th different like um, things about Italy that you might not know if you didn't live there, if you're an Italian American, or if just you want to know about Italy. Um, and also cooking, like there's some things, some insider secrets so i'm gonna put that all in this book and it'll be ready in the springtime so so before... i'm nervous about it because i you know i'm instructing people in the kitchen but i'm hmm. i think it's gonna be great so <laughs> i'm excited so before we get probably our next volume which is volume 10 uh, we will probably get your uh, cookery book yeah is it uh, appropriate to say cookery book cookbook Cookbook. 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 <laughs> Cookbook. I love cooking so much. Uh, somebody so. says, what ethnic is Christie's family? German and Italian. German, Irish, Italian. Um, a little bit of Scandinavian. Um, and I think and a little bit of Jewish and a little bit of everything. <laughs> but mostly um, Italian and German. So Great mix. And Irish. <laughs> and English. That's mm. my dad's side. <laughs> what is uh, Trump's oracle saying? Because uh, uh, today is the first day of the primaries in Iowa, the coldest day ever. Today is uh, Iowa is uh, coldest than Alaska today. It's, it's, just, it's just insane. Guys, so we want to ask. We want to ask Trump, the oracle of Trump, uh, what he thinks about it. Trump, deliver. Basically, all I've done is keep my promise. That's and <laughs> of course, we are now ready who is going to be the winner or uh, who we support here at the Leo Zagami show. Uh, we have always supported Donald J. Trump. He might be an unusual figure. He might be uh, not always likable for everybody, but he delivers. He delivers and he works for our country 24 hours a day. He manages to do uh, in one day, he goes from, from a court trial to a uh, public gathering uh, to a TV <laughs> show. I don't know. I mean, he's, he's really, he, he, he's, uh, he's, he's one of a kind, one of a kind. And so we hope that he gets back into the White House. But, but, there is a but here. Dark forces conspire against him. So I want to, uh, I want you to listen what Nancy Pelosi said recently, because... Uh, 
I know we shouldn't really be listening to an old confused woman like Nancy Pelosi, but she used to be quite powerful and she still is behind the scenes. So why, why do we have to see her anymore? I know, but look, look, I don't know if you want to look, but you can hear what she said. You can carry your eyes. Every single piece that you laid out there pulls quite well. You lay out what the former president has said he wants to do in terms of repealing Obamacare, in terms of being proud of Roe versus Wade being struck down. Uh, in terms of more tax cuts uh, al along the lines of what you saw in 2017, that also polls much better for Democrats than it would for him. And yet, this is a neck-and-neck neck race, and no one feels very comfortable on the Democratic side of things that Donald Trump isn't going to be the next president. Well, I don't think that nobody feels. I think many of us know that it is impossible uh, for him to be the president again. Uh, uh, what? Let me see. Did, did you hear what she said? No, I wasn't listening to her. <laughs> okay. Now, to her. Uh, even the guy was a little bit shocked when she said this. Neck and neck race, and no one feels very comfortable on the Democratic side of things that Donald Trump isn't going to be the next president. Well, I don't think that nobody feels. I think many of us know that it is impossible uh, for him to be the president again well, with why what do you he say is that? proposing. Well, because when you're... I mean, he made uh, quite a face, the guy. Uh, why do you say that? And after he asks uh, Nancy uh, Pelosi why you say that, she gives us a word salad with no meaning whatsoever. She doesn't answer to the question. Talking about what he's talking about now is more tax cuts for corporate America, taking them down so low to the detriment uh, uh, of our budget and meeting the needs of people. But people have to know. I have said over and over again, President Lincoln said public sentiment is everything. Right. With it, you can accomplish almost anything without. Yeah, and the public sentiment is that Joe Biden is a fool, a complete idiot. And on top of that, he's a pervert that goes around sniffing girls, little girls usually, and, uh, and doing things that are pretty... Uh, well, I, I'm going to show you the latest, uh, the latest from Pedro Biden because uh, it's, it's, it's. I mean, here the girl is obviously embarrassed, uh, and he says, "Sorry." <laughs> I do. I'm sorry. Was it a option? Do I can't bring my sister earlier? Yes. That there is here a sense uh, something wrong. I mean, look at the way. The girl reacts. I do. I'm sorry. Was it a option? Do I can't bring my earlier? Yes. He was answering in the meantime a question about uh, the Secretary of Defense, General Prostat uh, man himself. Uh, uh, who is basically directing a war on the Houthis, uh, Lloyd Austin, who remains hospitalized with a finger up his butt because he's been op operated for, for prostate cancer. So that's what happens. When, when I had to do my only exam for prostate cancer, they stick a finger up. I'm sorry for you, Maria. I know, but that's what happens. So Lloyd Austin is conducting the defense of America with a finger up his butt. You're awfully focused on this finger in the butt. No, but I mean, <laughs> this guy already lied 
he didn't say to the president where he was. He didn't say to anybody where he, where he was. Uh, he should be, of course, uh, kicked out of office for what he did, uh, but he's still in charge in a moment which is very delicate. Attacks have been launched yeah. against the Houthi, uh, Houthis. The Houthis are not worried at all about, about it. Actually, they are the most evil bunch ever. If you thought that Hamas is evil, if you thought that Hezbollah is evil, look how... Uh, the Houthis are training against Israel. And the Houthis are in Yemen, by the way, which is uh, not around the corner from, from Israel. But in any case, this is an exercise uh, which features also a couple of fake uh, uh, Orthodox Jews that they portray in this video. I mean, it's extraordinary. Check it out. <laughs> Image on the floor of Netanyahu, the two Jews that are, uh, they seem out of the protocols of the sages of Zion kind of it's imagery. Like I mean, this is outrageous. <laughs> Remember when you when you are sustaining Hamas, uh, when you are sustaining uh, this axis of evil against Israel. Remember that you are sustaining these people, these people. Remember that alternative media out there, they like they like you like to call yourself alternative media. <laughs> alternative, my ass. You are sustaining these terrorists who are, of course, involved in theater. This is theater. But in the past few weeks, they actually attacked various ships. 15% of American uh, goods go through the Red Sea, and they have been attacking and attacking and attacking like pirates uh, going on the, and, and generating a big damage for, for these companies and for uh, this important route. Uh, of course, after the latest attacks that uh, were triggered by prostate general uh, in, in hospital and, and by Joe Biden uh, with, uh, with Great Britain, that didn't follow up on the latest attacks from, uh, from the last 24 hours, by the way, they have attacked these Houthis, but these Houthis, guys, these Houthis are basically... It's a proxy war with Iran and with Russia once again. They use weapons that are Russian. <laughs> What kind of fear that the bomb that arrives there, they, they go around. I mean, what is this? 
it's, it's incredible. Uh, however, now our uh, troops have to go there and fight them again. In Yemen, oh, in what? Yemen, not in wherever okay. we're going to okay. go. And first fight of all, them. first of all, all that area is full of genies. It's the, the area with more entities. You have seen, uh, of course, this week there's been a lot of talk about the entities that were filmed in the Middle East. There is two, um, let's say, videos that are circulating that we will be discussing probably also with our guest today. One is the jellyfish video and the other one is the chandelier video. And I wrote an article published on leozagami.com yesterday about the chandelier video because the symbol of the chandelier video seems to be the symbol uh, basically identical to the symbol of chaos magic that's just which is the seal of chaos magic so um if if you want we can uh, quickly check out this uh, uh, this video the chandelier one in particular was presented this week on uh, on uh, news nation as usual that seems to be very much interested uh, here it is. This is the chandelier video. Uh, just a second, let me put it back. Uh, and of course, is Jeremy uh, Corbell who has brought out this video. And Jeremy Corbell uh, is uh, last uh, was last uh, year in uh, in that Congress uh, uh, official. Uh, uh, session auditing that was open to the public on the contrary of what happened yesterday yesterday everything was kept secret but a lot of important things happened yesterday in this secret meeting between the lawmakers and the inspector general of the intelligence community um, let's say that the main thing that came out is that what David Grush uh, has been revealing is true so the consequences of reverse engineering and everything that David Grush said are discussed profusely and in depth in volume nine of my confessions and lead to uh, that unfortunate uh, uh, element, uh, which is not really discussed uh, uh, with any connection. I mean, today, either you discuss artificial intelligence or either you discuss ufology. It's very few people who put the two things together. But once you know that this reverse engineering has given us artificial intelligence, that we have developed basically what might turn out to be the biggest Trojan horse ever, well, we are bringing the enemy in our pockets 24 hours a day when we bring the smartphone. So Cyber Satan is... It's always the same Satan. These are fallen angels. These are entities. They've been casted out of the heavens. Now they are here and they are moving to the last phase in which they will help the rise of the Antichrist. That is uh, what is happening here. World War III is a reality. And this, uh, this actually, this um, chandelier uh, uh, object that I just showed, uh, is actually an object which uh, uh, appeared in uh, in the Middle East, uh, right there, where all this war is happening right now. And the other uh, entity which appeared, this uh, 
some, some call it the spaghetti monster, some call it the jellyfish, <laughs> all kinds of names for it. But this also is another video, uh, the jellyfish, uh, which uh, guys... And Hansen in here to figure out what's going on here. He's a former FBI agent who also co-hosts the show UFO Witness on Discovery Plus. Ben, I have been awaiting with bated breath to get you to weigh in. What are your thoughts? Well, Ashley, the, the comments uh, from those around the world you just showed are, are pretty spot on. That's what people are asking, you know, trying to run through the gamut of things. Um, the changing of the color and, and how it goes black to white and back again, I don't necessarily agree that it means it's changing heat signature. In fact, when we look at thermal images, um, it's taking a range of values of everything that's in the background. If it's on automatic setting, um, what it tells me, though, is that it's probably happening in camera. It's not an artifact. Even some of these, um, you know, ardent skeptics are saying it's probably not and a this smut. was in Iraq over an American base. So it's all happening in, 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 in the theater of war that we are now seeing at the center of probably more developments that will bring us closer to the federal war. But what might have also uh happened uh, is that you remember a few weeks ago a few weeks ago a couple of weeks ago we discussed at the end of the year uh, the, the, what we usually discuss nostradamus prophecies the fact that this year probably we will see a big maritime war and we were pointing especially on taiwan now taiwan has just completed their elections and the candidate who has won this election, this progressive candidate, uh, might turn out to be the next Zelensky. But Biden, strangely enough, for the first time since the 1950s, has said that America doesn't uh, support uh, the independence of Taiwan. This is really a shocking claim because uh, American politics since the 1950s with Harry Kissinger is almost like Harry Kissinger has died and now Joe Biden has already so many wars he has to deal with and they're all going very bad. I mean, uh, uh, Ukraine, uh, the war in Ukraine can't be financed any longer. So now uh, Zelensky is uh, uh, basically... Um, trying to uh, to get out of this mess with the help of Great Britain. We will discuss this soon, discuss this soon. But he's fueled with wars, potential wars. He has already the war, of course, between Hamas and Israel. But then he has this other one developing in the Red Sea with the Houthis. Uh, there is the tie. I mean, uh, of course, he, he for the first time, maybe Joe Biden had to back off a little bit, uh, but it's, it's really weird because uh, these uh, Chinese, Chinese in the sense of Chinese that live in Taiwan, have a common story. Uh, we have explained in the past when we talked about Chinese Freemasonry, the whole how the whole story developed. Mm -hmm. And uh, but now uh, Taiwan uh, is uh, electing uh, this guy, this. Uh, uh, a guy called Lai, <laughs> who uh, who might turn out to be a big problem for America because China doesn't like him. China, of course, pointed on another candidate that will have been uh, much more much more uh, 
for a reunification, of course, with what they claim is the motherland. China wants to um, pick up Taiwan from the state of independence. Taiwan was never part of uh, communist China. They were part of old China, but never of communist China. Since Mao Zedong came, Taiwan then you know went their own way. And here we have uh, the winner for these elections and what might trigger the world theater, uh, how you say, another area of uh, potential uh, conflict uh, in Asia. Let me tell you who this guy is. Uh, basically, uh, he is a former doctor. Uh, then he has also a vice president there. Uh, Taiwan basically is defying uh, his, uh, uh, China with this election because he is an independentist. He's a separatist. He's been labeled a troublemaker by China. Uh, the Taiwan election now uh, is, is it's a big problem for America and, and also a problem that shows the weakness of Joe Biden and also the corruption of Joe Biden because something else surfaced in the last few hours. Oregon, a state of the United States of America, beautiful place. Oregon has given the possibility to uh, a guy from the Chinese Communist Party, a billionaire, billionaire to buy oh, 85 million no, uh, dollars of land. That's like that's like that's like secret land up there. That's where we're go going in the end. Well, <laughs> we're they can't do that. They bought it. The Chinese are buying everything, and 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 and, and this is CCC. Member and Chairman Mao oh admirer. He's an admirer of, of Mao Zedong. That needs to be against the law. Chen Tingwao, 85 million um, persons of Oregon timberland is missing from government records. How comes it's missing from government records? Who made this possible? These are all a bunch of crooks and criminals, huh? all of them. Uh, alarming lawmaker is now second largest foreign owner of US land. Pen Tingwao. Bo so bought basically up. 19, how, how, how many, 19,000, no, sorry, uh, bought 198,000 acres of U.S. timber uh, land. In, uh, I mean, it's incredible. And uh, he has extensive links to the Chinese Communist Party, also owns a Vanderbilt mansion on East 69th Street in Manhattan, this is what America is permitting. If if we went in China and tried to buy this, it would be impossible for us. <sighs> so Joe Biden sends a message to Xi Jinping that he, you know, he can basically invade Taiwan, no problem. In the meantime, he can buy uh, half of America. Oh, this guy can't stand him. Joe Biden is extremely corrupt, but mm. Joe Biden also is a dirty man. Dirty man in the sense uh, that, uh, of course, we have seen he has this tendency of sniffing girls, but also he has another tendency. He uh, And I'm going to show you this because uh, he throws away dirty handkerchiefs in the lawn in front of, 
of, of the White House. Oh no! Yes, he litters on the lawn. Yes, 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 yes. He, How he, rude! Um, he he he, sh he should be stopped. He should be stopped. Let's go and check out uh, how he litters. Uh, I mean, I find this uh, quite incredible that uh, the President of the United States uh, goes away litter in front of the White House uh, with the no problem. Uh, like uh, The most disturbing thing about uh, me, it's for me, about him mm. is when I look in his eyes and I see what I see. Mm. And there is no soul. And for real, that's true. I mean, if you look in his eyes, they're empty. And the eyes are the, um, you know, the key to the soul. Yeah. Or the window to the soul, sorry. So, the guy's a zombie. So, um, yeah. And, like, he was doing that meet and greet yesterday, I think. Mm. They were, they were because they're trying to get him to go around more to mm -hmm. different places in America. Ah, well, we, we will show some, some, some things. Oh, yeah, uh, that, yeah, that well, uh, which, which in particular? The one where his face was just so blank. Ah, yeah, we will show that too. But what I want to show you is how he litters. He didn't know where he was. <laughs> how he litters in front uh, on the White House lawn. Check this out. The hostages in Gaza. Are they any closer to being released? <laughs> They're really showing themselves to do really well. Come on. Come on, man. Uh, the primaries in Iowa, the coldest ever. And I actually have a theory for that one. I don't know, guys. I mean, this. I mean, it's really strange, you know. My theory is that they have used some kind of uh, chemtrails, uh, weather control manipulation to make Iowa, uh, to transform Iowa into Alaska, and froze everybody, and and basically, uh, the, I saw, you know, the mainstream news, uh, the leftists of ABC, CBS, NBC, they were like, oh well, they have to be really courageous to go out and vote with this kind of cold. Ooh, so. Uh, isn't it strange that suddenly you have all this cold when Trump is actually winning? Yeah. It's a little bit weird. I mean, I know somebody will say I'm a conspiracy theorist, but uh, I think that in, in this case, the conspiracy might be... Uh, but didn't she say we're going to hit it? Well, that, that, that is also another possibility, a mini ice age. I mean, people have always been talking in the last few years of global warming, but there's also those who have been talking about the possibility instead of a mini ice age, especially when you have uh, volcanic eruptions that trigger certain uh, and also solar magnetic storms. These are the causes also of earthquakes, but also of uh, uh, transformations in the weather. And we had, didn't we have some solar storms recently? Yes, recently. And we had also a big earthquake in Japan, in fact. Yes. Yes. So, so uh, it's, it's always uh, always connected. Welcome to the Leo Zagami Show. If you want to sustain our show, you can do it with GoFundMe. We are no longer on PayPal, but you can use PayPal through GoFundMe. We are also on Cash App. You can find our Cash App uh, link or, let's say, you can find our Cash App uh, detail 
on uh, liozegami.com but uh, i want to put here on the screen for those who are interested in supporting our show uh, and of course you can do it anonymously or you can do it with your name uh, in fact we have uh, today who are the sponsors of today's show christy okay well, Malgrez Zara, Minta, and Thomas Birmingham, and Bruce Kodish. Thank you so much to our sponsors. You are the ones who make this show possible. And if you would like more shows, or if you would like us to resume more of the Illuminati Occult, we can come back another time during the week and do another show um, if we get a sponsor. So yeah. right now we're just sponsored for uh, Saturday right now. So Yes, yes. So, so. Please keep that in mind. If you are interested in more uh, work from us, because when it comes down to the Exploring the Illuminati series, there's a lot of work there. It's almost like writing a book. So yeah. without the sponsorship, we can't really uh, take that time out because we simply don't have that. Well, you're time. writing a book. I mean, so. <laughs> I have to write books. That's my I'm writing uh, a book. <laughs> she's writing a book, a cookery book. You know. uh, okay. Um, she makes some. I made a, a, great, a couple of great pizzas today. Yeah, eh? a couple of great pizzas. Pizzas are getting better and better. <laughs> pizzas are getting better. Should we show them? Yeah, sure. I, I don't know if I have them here, but if I have them, I'm going to show them. Actually, I think I have them here. And I think that... Uh, I'm sure you have a pizza Oh, yes, I have a pizza. Here it oh, is. Yeah, there it today, is. Today, this is your uh, uh, margarita, Gracie, today, yes? Yeah. Okay, let, I let's... just get so hungry and then I just start cooking. <laughs> I also get very hungry with this kind of food. Okay, this is a margarita. Well, instead, the other one is uh, the famous cacio and pepe, which is a, a more square kind of pizza. Though. No, you made it into a square. Yes, yes. Here we have cacio the... pepe pizza. That is a good pizza, and I have it in my cookbook. So yes, so you will learn a lot of things from Christie's uh, cookbook, and we move forward with yet more news. Um, we were talking about uh, this uh, this uh, situation uh, uh, regarding Taiwan, uh, what is happening with Biden. Biden, who, by the way, was uh, heckled by protesters in Pennsylvania. He went around in Pennsylvania. We will show also that video that you were mentioning earlier. But when he went out of that store, he was also called a loser. <laughs> he was kind of like, okay, so here we have basically Biden. Uh, a very confused Biden, to tell you the truth, eh? who is called, of course, a loser, because he is a loser. Towards the end, uh, there's a guy who shouts, Loser! It's <laughs> <laughs> so like clear. Uh, you couldn't hear anything, only other yellings, but you heard Loser. Lou, uh, <laughs> yeah, clear. He is the ultimate loser, uh, definitely. That, that, that's for sure. Welcome to the Leo Zagami show. We will have also in uh, 20 minutes our guest. In the meantime, we are showing you all the latest news 
from this week and we have uh, we've been discussing the fact you know that uh, ukraine now feels abandoned almost because here in america we finally woke up especially thanks to the republican party and said no to this ongoing investment on a bunch of crooks that reside in Ukraine that, by the way, and it's been proven, they don't really spend their money only for weapons. Uh, we know that Zelensky has bought a couple of yachts, uh, bills, this and that and all the other. They're all a bunch of crooks. But Our taxes have gone way up more and more. Everything's so expensive. Because of Zelensky and his bullshit war with Russia. So now let's leave it... Uh, on Great Britain and Sunak, who went to Kiev's parliament uh, to get a standing ovation. Here, here, here this uh, Prime Minister from England. The United Kingdom wants this war, well, they can have it. The problem is that Medlev, Medlev who, who is still a powerful figure, he is, of course, a former president of Russia, but also is basically the second in command after Vladimir Putin, he said, if uh, English soldiers officially enter this uh, conflict, of course, then there will be uh, a full-on atomic nuclear war. So let's see what Sunak says. Thank you. Please. Mr. President, Mr. Prime Minister, Mr. Chairman, Honourable Members of the RADA, I come from the world's oldest parliament to address the world's bravest, and it is an honour to do so. Every parliamentarian serving in a democratically elected chamber treasures the ideal of freedom. Your courage is defending it. This is complete rubbish. These guys uh, have basically killed a journalist. Uh, they killed a courageous journalist who was very critical of the Kiev regime. Somebody who uh, had uh, basically done a tweet that is, is now, of course, prophetic. Check out what he wrote. Now he's dead. He was locked up in Ukrainian prison. His name is Gonzalo Lira. Uh, he, he tried to escape and, and, and see if he could find maybe uh, a political asylum in Hungary. Gonzalo Lira, this was a tweet uh, he made on, the 30, uh, on July 31st, 2023. He said, right now, I'm about to try to get out of Ukraine and seek political asylum in Hungary. Either I'll cross the border and make it to safety or I'll be disappeared by the Kiev regime. This is what happens, uh, happened to me over the past three months. And, of course, he disappeared in one of Kiev's prisons. He is an American citizen, so there is also the involvement, by the way, of Biden's nominated diplomat who is in charge, who is the ambassador now there in Ukraine. She's also a criminal who has co-participated to this crime. Let's not forget that. And now let's go back to this clown, this uh, um, Indian-British uh, clown. So he came within 20 kilometers of this chamber with many of you personally targeted. You refused to be daunted. 
you continue to sit and do your duty as you have throughout this war. Because this is where you express the sovereignty and independence for which your people are prepared to sacrifice everything. This is where you are keeping alive the cause of democracy in defiance of the gravest threat we have faced. Keeping alive democracy, this is the biggest lie ever. Keeping alive democracy in Ukraine means stopping any opposition party, any voice of dissent, arresting journalists. This is democracy. Sunak, you are... This is Great Britain today. I mean, they are really hypocrites. They are liars. They're thieves. Great Britain with King Charles, who is another antichrist of sorts, is just the worst of the worst of the worst kingdoms and democracies on the face of earth. This century. So on behalf of Britain and all your allies, thank you. Slava Ukraini. Clown. 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 These people are a bunch of idiots if they accept this. I'm sure they don't want to pay for this. I'm sure they're hurting too. I'm sure that they don't want to pay for this. I'm half English and I'm really ashamed of these people. Whatever, this guy's supposed to be conservative. He's a joke, he's a globalist, he's a typical tool of the World Economic Forum that once again is trying to discuss behind the scene the next pandemic. Okay, now I'm gonna show you something. Of course, we can't discuss. They've been saying that so much. No, 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 no. First of all, let's not discuss things in a certain way because we trigger the algorithm. And so we have to be very careful here what we discuss because we are also on YouTube. So the globalist elites, elite, 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 elites are gathering in a couple of days to discuss the next disease, disease X. Okay. I'm going to show you a document here that is published on the World Economic Forum. I'm going to show you the people who are participating to this gathering of source that is, that is happening. Okay, so here we are. Now, we have to be very careful, guys, because we are on YouTube, so anything that is said the wrong way can trigger the algorithm. Okay, I'm not okay? saying nothing. Okay, perfect. Now, this is a citation of a meeting that is going to take place on the 17th of January, 2024 with fresh warnings from the World Health Organization that an unknown disease X could result in 20 times more fatalities than the coronavirus pandemic. And I'm citing here, eh? so I'm not making any disinformation. This session is, of course, linked to the Partnership for Health Systems, Sustainability and Resilience and the Collaborative Surveillance Initiative. What do you mean, collaborative surveillance? What does it mean that this thing, this kind of conference is entitled a long-term strategy for climate, nature, and energy when then you're talking about disease X? And who are the people, the public speakers, headed by none other than Tedros? Oh, man. Now, for those who have uh, read Volume 7, you know how this is going to end, but if you haven't read volume seven of my confessions, I really strongly invite you to 
get this book, which is available also in the hardcover format and discusses uh, from the occult roots of the Great uh, Reset to the populist roots of the Great Reject. This book is a must for all those people who want to fight this war and survive the next six years before the globalist takeover, which will take place with Cyber Satan. Cyber Satan is a representative of these fallen angels, of these fallen angels that basically are these interdimensional beings discussed by David Grush. In 12 minutes, we will have here uh, with us uh, a great person, a great researcher, a guy I held in high esteem, the author of Witness to Roswell, Donald R. Schmidt. And with him, we will discuss all the latest, including what happened yesterday, which is very important also. So welcome to the Leo Zagami Show, where we try to discuss and propose um, our unusual analysis in a way that I think uh, uh, people appreciate, because uh, these days it's always difficult to learn about the truth. It's always difficult to have uh, honest journalism. I still see myself as a journalist. As a journalist, I was, of course, uh, born that way. I mean, that was uh, one of the two things I did in my life. I was involved in the music business and I was a journalist. Those things then came together with my own experience with the New World Order, with the secret societies, uh, with the, what we define as the Illuminati that pushed me to then publish my confession series. And we are here today uh, commenting on uh, a lot of news. Uh, and of course, Christy has a friend in Canada, so we always discuss Canada, Canada, Canada. Guys, Canada is one of the... Oh, what are you going to say now about Canada? Okay, this is a journalist, David Menzies, arrested while scramming Christia Freeland, uh, this because she's Muslim. Look, look what they do to him in Canada. Stop! How come the IRDC is not a terrorist group? Why is your government supporting islamo Okay, for those people who don't know what I am showing, a reporter in Canada was arrested this week immediately after asking Deputy Prime Minister Christian Freeland questions about the country's stance on the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, and she was, of course, next to a Muslim, as you as you all saw. Uh, he said, Miss Freeland, how come the IRGC is not a terrorist group? This was enough to end up basically in prison in Canada. He, he brought my way. What? I was just scrumming uh, Christian Freeland. I'm a, I'm a police officer. You're under arrest. What is your name and your badge number? Assaulting a police officer. How is that possible? Okay. Because you assaulted me three years ago when blackface was very aggressive. You mean I was asking questions aggressively? 
No, no, your actions were. You were almost pushing everybody over. Lincoln, you got this on video, right? He's saying I'm pushing people over. Yeah, that's, that's an absolute falsehood. There were, there were feet were shuffling. So now it appeared that way. That's what you're saying, officer. Well, it appeared that was pushing people. I wasn't. I didn't touch a single person. That was a little bit aggressive for what was happening. Get that. You got it. You're under arrest. Please take the microphone out of my face. Well, I'd like a. I'd like an ongoing record of this. Can I have the microphone? Can I have the microphone? Can I have the microphone? Can you give? Welcome to Blackface Canada. This is what they do to journalists. This is what they do to journalists in Canada. Minister Freeland and a RCMP officer blocked me and evidently this is now a trumped up charge of assault. Yeah, they don't want to be oppressed like this. They don't. And they fought. What about the truck thing? They fought and they did the truck revolution and they fought. And, and I, I'll remind you that half of the country voted for Biden. Here in America. Yeah, so in Canada, in Canada, all of the country vote for, for, for Trudeau at one point. Well, I don't believe that half the country even voted for him. Remember, we are on YouTube. Okay, I won't say it. Okay, but you know what I'm gonna say. Yeah, about. of course, of course, of course, of course. But here in America, we have our own problems. Well, so we, we may have, have people like, when we have people mm. like Whoopi Goldberg saying things like this. We whoa, lost whoa. our freedom of speech somehow. I don't know how it happened. I, I'm here to say it's ours to lose. It is this country. This is what it's all about. Either you want it to work forward thinking, you want everybody to have the ability to say how they feel, what they want to move forward, or you don't. Or you want somebody who says, I'm going to be on day one, I'm going to be a dictator. Who says it to you, tells you, I'm going to put you people away. I'm going to take all the journalists. I'm going to take all the gay folks. I'm going to move you all around and disappear you. Lies, 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 lies. lies. She's lying. She's lying. If that's the country you want. I have felt for a long time that there's no reason why you can't find somebody smart on the left and somebody smart on the right and put them together and make oh. that the new party. I showing uh, in the meantime uh, uh, that uh, that con artist from uh, the Republican Party, the daughter of Dick Cheney. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. What is that? Is this going to be the new ticket? <laughs> Cheney Goldberg? Never me. Making news. Never me, but I tell you, we we probably don't agree on a lot of stuff, but we agree on the fact that we have a great deal of respect for the country. Yeah, sure. You, you agree with the fact that you are never Trumpers. These are never Trumpers, never Trumpers. They, they have the Trump derangement, derangement syndrome at the maximum level. And how we want to see it run. Do you see yourself and, I, and would you ever consider being the conduit to that third party? Because I don't know if, if the Republican Party, as we, as we knew it, will survive this. Because if he ever gets in again, we'll never have any more elections. There will be no more. He will stop it. And, Come on, man. And, and he's very clear about that. He wants to be dictator for life. Okay? They're really showing themselves to do really well. Come on, man. 
Come on, man. Okay. It's such bullshit. It's such bullshit. It's really incredible. Uh, but let's go back in Canada. Because in Canada, and this is another thing that regards Canada, it's quite fascinating. I'm quite fascinated with Canada recently because they come up with all kinds of bullshit. Canadian police warns that posting videos of alleged package thieves in front of your own door could violate your, their privacy, so you can't post them. Ooh, that's going to piss off Kathy. I mean, come on, man. These are thieves, and you have to respect them? Why Why does Canada do things like this? I mean, it's, it's insane. Check this out. They're being held hostage by a Trudeau. By Trudeau. Beckers to not post those clips online because they say there could be a case for defamation. You cannot post the images yourself because... Uh, uh, you have to remember that in Canada we have a presumption of innocence, and posting that picture could be you wild. Have the presumption of innocence in Canada. Oh, God. of private life. Instead, he says, if anything is stolen, call nine one one. If you get some proof that somebody might have stolen something, then call the police, give the proof to the police, and then we'll do the, the investigation. We'll bring that person to justice and we'll file some charges. Sure, sure. Canada, you're not my best books. I'm sorry. You have uh, your prime minister, who is the legitimate son of a communist dictator called Fidel Castro, uh, who, whose mother was a swinger who used to go with Fidel and the father, and then this, this, this Trudeau was born, this, this monster. Uh, that implements basically a fascistic, communistic regime. Uh, I didn't come here to cause any trouble. I came here to do my job, and now I'm handcuffed. This, this is your Canada now, folks. You know, this is the Gestapo taking blackface's orders. Outrageous. And meanwhile. The Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps is not a terrorist organization. Is not a terrorist organization. And by the way, going back to the Houthis that we saw at the beginning, you know that recently they had been taken off the terrorist list by Blinken because you know they before they started to become even more terroristic in their approach, they had to be taken off the terrorist list by uh, Joe Biden, who is obviously a terrorist lover and a lover of, uh, of subversion. We are waiting to be joined by Donald R. Schmidt soon, uh, who hopefully will join us in three minutes. This is the Leo Zagami show with Leo and Christy. Thanks to our sponsors who make all this possible. In the meantime, of course, we want to uh, discuss more of this week's news. And uh, we have still a lot of news. DeSantis was basically loomered by Laura Loomer. Uh, we all know Laura Loomer. She's pretty controversial. We also know DeSantis has been basically a governor who, instead of doing his job in the past few months, has spent public money and uh, time to go after this idea that he might become president of the United States. I used to respect him as a governor. He made this choice. He lost all my respect. I hope this might change in the future, but I don't know how. But this is was, uh, this was uh, what happened when uh, Laura Loomer uh, basically uh, went to DeSantis and said uh, these things to his face earlier today.
I'm recording. Hey, Governor. When are you going to drop out? Don't you think you've already wasted enough of people's money? $300 million? Governor DeSantis, why do you have a bubble-wrapped campaign, Ron? Are you going to be endorsing President Trump when you drop out the night of the Iowa caucus or hopefully shortly after? An absentee governor who changed the law in Florida so that you could run for president. Answer a question, Ron. I thought you were never back down. Never back down, Ron. Whatever happened to that? Don't assault me. Press charges against me. <laughs> I mean, Laura Lover this time. Okay, I'm really happy to bring uh, live on the air with us uh, our close uh, dear friend Donald Schmidt. Uh, hi, Don. Hi, Leo. Hi, Christy. Good to see you both again. <laughs> oh, well, happy New Year, right? <laughs> well, Happy New Year to you. It's great to see you too, and uh, especially in this. Uh, incredible new year for ufology because uh, we have already something that is seemingly happening after the meeting yesterday in congress but of course I, I know that you might have your own point of view but let's start from last year 2023 with david grash what's your opinion on david grash first of all don well i'm I'm looking forward to hopefully meeting with him this year. The invitation has been extended, but I keep reminding people that he's not a true whistleblower in the uh, the sense of the very definition of a whistleblower. He is not firsthand. He can't prove anything that he's been claiming. In other words, it's not as though he is in possession of first-hand evidence it's not as though interrupt a second here he has been part of a government institution which was basically in charge that's why he had contact with these sources by the way i want to introduce you first of all in the proper way don because otherwise it will not be fair because you have been many times also on news nation which has broke by the way uh, by the way the scoop no on david grush and i saw you after david grush uh, went on the air with this interview uh, several times on News Nation. So, uh, who is Donald Schmidt? So, uh, I know that, uh, that of course, uh, uh, people know you for your work uh, at the Roswell Museum, for your excellent books, including this one, Witness to Roswell. Uh, Thank you. Introduce yourself to our audience. Well, I'm a former co-director of the J. Allen Hynek Center for UFO Studies in Chicago which was founded by the late, great Dr. J. Allen Hynek, who was the consultant to the Air Force Project Blue Book for 20 years. And I then would become his director of special investigations. I served on his board of directors for 10 years, and I was a skeptic. And the one case I wanted to go after was Roswell. I was so confident that in a single weekend jaunt, down to New Mexico that we would prove as the government still maintains after going on now 77 years that it was nothing more than a weather balloon with a radar reflector type, that type of thing. And uh, here we are all these years later. I've done now seven best-selling books. The first was made into the Golden Globe-nominated movie Roswell. Uh, I've led 
five archaeological digs to the crash site. We're still looking for physical evidence. I am now the lead investigator at the International UFO Museum and Research Center. And I'm also the North American representative for the International Coalition of Extraterrestrial Research, ICER. And so we are, we've elevated our involvement to that of a, an international coalition now representing, uh, being represented by over 30 countries, including Italy. And with, so, with and, Roberto Corsa and Roberto Pinotti. Roberto correct, correct. I discuss uh, Roberto's role in bringing out that information regarding the first UFO crash in Italy, uh, in Magenta, in northern Italy during the like Yes. And I actually published some documents regarding that. And that is another question I wanted actually to do to you. Uh, here, of course, uh, a lot of people will say that because of the institutions that you have represented, that you yourself might be some kind of government hack of sorts. This is uh, probably an accusation you got many times. Many times. Many times. Many in times. Fact in fact, uh, <laughs> I, I would even use it to my effect at times. Okay. My benefit. And um, it was one of the reasons that for the first number of years going even into New Mexico, that we were always suspect, that people looked at us because we would come in in suit and tie, and they thought we were feds. They thought we were revenuers, to use that old you know country term, that whenever a government official would show up unannounced, that they couldn't be trusted. And that, too, we would use to our benefit because we realized that we had to gain their confidence. We had to gain their trust. And it, in doing so, we were able to demonstrate that we could be trusted, that we were looking out for their best interests. We were collectively trying to put together a case against the very people who had forced them to live a life of fear and intimidation. That's the thing about David Grush, that he has been uh, a stalwart uh, example of claiming that he and his family have also been threatened. Yeah, in fact, that is uh, actually, I want to stop you here, because that is one of the main things that came out from yesterday's meeting, which on the contrary of the meeting that uh, was held last July was strictly uh, reserved to people who, of course, uh, had a security clearance, who were lawmakers, uh, together with the Inspector General of the Intelligence Community. Right. So I wanted actually, in fact, to point out on what was said yesterday, because the fact that they were threatened means that some people might have even died and this is unacceptable, of course, but at the same time, we can realize that if there is such secrets, they are really kept uh, very uh, tightly. So let me show you what was said quickly on News Nation about this. National correspondent Brian Anton has been on the story. He's here live. So secretive. Why? Why so secretive this time when it was public in July? Uh, it was secretive, Ashley, because this was the chance that these lawmakers who have been investigating what's really going on with the UFOs were able to get in with the inspector general of the intelligence community. 
uh, and talk with him about what he has been able to uncover when it comes to all of these things we've been talking about, especially David Grush, the UFO whistleblower that we... So this is about David Grush, but further on, they talk about instead the threats, because the threat uh, element is what also Bansfield found very ominous and uh, also... Uh, very unusual and it was uh, the representatives uh, Anna Paulina Luna in particular seemed to be quite uh, um, taken by uh, by this threat so let, let's let's see it here. they didn't want to go too far uh, but they did say a little bit more about what they learned uh, take a listen I believe that he's telling the truth I think that he is a credible witness and what I can also say is one thing in particular that really caused me to be concerned about this whole thing is that Grush had stated to myself, Representative Burchett and another member on the phone, that there were people that were hurt hiding this information and keeping this information safe and or trying to come forward with this information. What I can tell you is I believe that claim after now leaving. So uh, here it's uh, what you've been talking about. So I will uh, let you carry on. Well, it's, it's, it's amazing how many of my colleagues, and there was an exchange between a number of us even today, and the idea that the United States government, that the military, that the Pentagon would ever resort to physical threats. And I always go back to 1947, that they were threatening children. They were telling parents that they would kill their children if they ever spoke out of turn regarding this balloon recovery back in 1947 outside of Roswell. So it, it, it hardly is setting precedent in suggesting that people have disappeared, people have had untimely accidents, people have been poisoned. Uh, remember William Colby, when he was to testify during Iran-Contra, he was the head of the CIA at that time. And within days, he develops a tumor as far as brain cancer, and he's unable to testify. And I'll never forget, uh, you two, that I, I quickly contacted someone who I trusted within the agency. And I asked, now, is the CIA in possession of chemicals, of agents that could create mutations within the brain and cause cancers? And he laughed and he went, Don, we have dozens. We have dozens. And so... And they have also electromagnetic uh, weapons that have been used on those embassies. Uh, and I have attended conferences where people uh, were, were getting sick, were getting hospitalized, and then it would come out afterwards that how do we know we weren't exposed to a microwave a, 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 as far as uh, attack? How do we know that there wasn't something within the dinner the night before that type of thing? And so I, I, I've long looked over my shoulder, but not so much as that I anticipate or I expect foul play as much as I know it's not beyond the pale. I know these people are very capable of even assassinating a president if they don't hold the party line so let's not you know bury our heads in the sand in all this and i think these people they continue to demonstrate just how naive they are to what we're dealing with we're dealing with a government we're dealing with a pentagon that has a long history 
of not only corruption. I mean, my God, the Pentagon, the last six audits have they they, they have failed. So they can't account for billions of dollars of expenditures. And we're supposed to trust them. We're supposed to believe them, uh, whether it's on this topic or, or any other topic. And so let's 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 try to at least acknowledge and collectively agree that we're dealing with forces that have a long track record of not playing fair, of not playing above board, and as 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 MK Ultra would demonstrate. And you know, I'm surprised how many people in the media have never heard of MK Ultra. But it's a it's a prime example of where their own their own people in the military are guinea pigs. They're expendable. That it's it makes you know it's 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 no big deal for them to put a thousand people in harm's way and just feel that well for the for the greater good of you know the military and. Now I think there is uh, here uh, also a question I wanted to tell you, in fact, uh, regarding what was used to be the counterpart of MKUltra in Russia. Uh, mm -hmm. As you know, there was a counterpart. This counterpart was a department, a department of uh, the, um, let's say it was known as Department 10003. Mm -hmm. And in charge of it, there is there was a guy, a lieutenant, uh, I think, uh, lieutenant general Alexei Savin, and recently his name popped up in an organization that apparently uh, works in in search of uh, UFOs or is connected to UFOs. Back in the days. Alexei Savin, uh, the responsible of this department, uh, was basically in charge of uh, ESPs, perception, all the things that basically also MKUltra was trying to achieve. But now they are in existence and they depend directly from Vladimir Putin. Mm -hmm. Now, the interesting thing that I discovered is that they are connected to John Podesta through a guy called mm -hmm. Giorgio Bassi in mm -hmm. Italy. Uh, and uh, that uh, he's still working with this new department, with this new institution, which has now this incredible building in Moscow. Um, do you know something about this organization that is uh, involved I, I, in the set? And apparently has also invited the head of the Jesuits, uh, the former head before Consul Magno, uh, Luis, uh, Jose Luis Funes, to Moscow. So well, they before we would even discount the idea that there would be similar projects in the then Soviet Union, uh, I, I've lectured in Moscow. I've been to the Space Museum, and one is just amazed that their their shuttle is identical to our own. I mean, you except for the the markings. I mean, it's the exact same craft. And the point being that it was no different than when we tried to establish a failsafe system with the Soviet Union, the idea that we, United States, we upgraded their systems that they were uh, would be on par with our own in the event that we would have a false flag situation and could potentially go to 
nuclear war just for the sake that our systems weren't balanced, that they, they weren't at that same, you know, at, at, you know, the state of the art technology. So in as much as we have always dealt with covert uh, activity and that we have always been, you know, within this master, this, this chess match between Russia and the United States, that as we were experimenting as far as with mind control, as we were experimenting as far as in using like LSD on our own troops during the Vietnam War, that it would not surprise me at all that we were being monitored, we were being watched, and that the Russians would have similar tactics. But also their contact with these uh, UFOs, aliens, alleged aliens, who have then provided the source for reverse engineering. What is your position regarding this reverse engineering? Because that is also a strong point of David Grush's revelations. Mm -hmm. Well, just accepting that the Pentagon, the military's chief function, should they ever acquire, get their hands on foreign technology, or in this case, something truly foreign, that it would be the military application of that technology. In other words, how can we make it into a weapon? How can we use it to be, you know, advance our own superiority within the arms race, within you know, the, the, the space race, that type of thing? How can we apply it? And so the very notion, because we heard this regarding Roswell back in 47, that there was a, a, a conscientious, there was a high level attempt at reverse engineering the technology. And until just a few years ago, whenever I would be asked, I would state that it was still a cover up of ignorance, that they still can't find the on button, that it's something that advanced that we can't bridge the technology. And I have grown to accept more and more in recent years that we're dealing with something interdimensional, that it is not only uh, physically beyond our comprehension, but that's also as far as uh, interdimensionally beyond our comprehension. We can't cross over. We can't figure it out because it's something from another realm. Uh, Sorry if I interrupt you, but in the 1950s, apparently in 1957, there was a meeting regarding this reverse engineering with people from EBM and other companies that mm -hmm. ended up benefiting the development of artificial intelligence. Now, I always have seen that as some kind of Trojan horse. Yeah. Because if I'm an alien civilization, the most easy way of duping uh, some, you know, we are a primitive species, like you mm -hmm. said, they're so advanced. So just throw uh, this, this whole thing there, I mean, make it crash, whatever. Then they are actually uh, giving these technologies to these companies. And one of the things that was discussed also um, in, in this report in News Nation, which went on yesterday, was the fact that, of course, now these companies, after all these decades, have taken this uh, knowledge and are not any longer connected to the original retrieval and the connection with the military. So this means that in a way, though, we are being pushed towards a reality. And now we are seeing it with the development of quantum computers that could fract the very existence of mankind. Yes, yes, yes. And that's where... Uh... Personally, I'm more concerned about AI. I'm more concerned about 
the idea that humankind is at the, the, the pinnacle of being replaced by the very machines that we have designed, that we have created. And I, I, I see that this could potentially be a false flag in that regard, that if it should finally be acknowledged that there's a threat from off the planet and that we have to allow AI to protect us, that we have to allow AI to somehow kind of meet this threat halfway, that it's beyond human comprehension. But there is also those uh, people like Rees, uh, who, who basically came out in June of last year, just uh, a week before uh, Grush started with uh, his revelations, uh, uh, who is a famous astronomer, who uh, published a paper regarding the fact that, that maybe uh, alien intelligence is hiding within the AI. That's where it's hiding. Well, it, it certainly could. And what's interesting about, about that, Leo, is that we even at the time of uh, Halley's Comet, there we were working on a movie script. It was actually for a, a, a TV movie. And the idea that the aliens could come in on the tail of the comet and remain totally invisible to, uh, you know, seeing their invasion, so to speak. And so that this would take it, a step further, the idea that AI could, this could be infiltrated by a force beyond our comprehension, and we would never see it coming. It would look like it was just part of our own advancement, our own progression within AI, and we would have no control of it whatsoever. It could be something then so foreign, so alien, and the takeover could be overnight, and we would have zero resistance. But I mean, yeah. once, uh, once we have the smart city, smart cars, smart everything, everything is connected to the grid, it takes right. a second for an advanced civilization to work on that and take over the show. And if I'm sitting at the Pentagon right now, hmm. and what if I realize, I know that we are truly dealing with something that foreign to the point that it's supernatural we've talked about this before and i know for a fact i've talked to them there is a large faction at the pentagon that truly believes this is something demonic that this is something evil well, that the faction that luis elizondo pointed out at one point in uh, his first interview i think uh, that there was some kind of religious faction that was mm -hmm. uh, seen by him in a negative way but what if actually that faction is in a way scared of something that is inherently demonic yes yes i mean well just for the fact that they can't comprehend it it's that in itself the idea that if there's no contact no communication and you are to you are to trust something that could squash you like a bug, something that could, as we just described, with a cyber attack, shut shut us down overnight. And how would you ever trust something that may present itself of, as being benevolent, but yet, as you said, it's a Trojan horse. It's something that, uh, and that's where 
when you talk about the Defense Department, you talk about the Pentagon, their primary function is the defense of the nation, of the country. And when you're dealing with something that would make the Russians pale in comparison, I wouldn't admit anything either. I would keep that so tight to my vest that... And here we go into what this week was described as the jellyfish UFO and the other one, the chandelier UFO. I would like right. to have your opinion first on Jeremy Corbell as a source of all this. I'm there too. It's almost like Tom DeLong, the idea that... The, 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 the last people you would expect to serve as conduits for the intelligence committee. Hmm. But, they, but for that reason, they're the perfect marks. Because like in Jeremy Corbell, I mean, he's a film producer. He's not a researcher. He's not an investigator. He's not a scientist in any manner, shape, or form. And yet... He, Jeremy Corbell. Here we have here we have Jeremy yeah. Corbell. I'm just gonna put him in what is his racial, latest appearance on News Nation. So then you can tell me your opinion. Here we have the world, and some of his previous discoveries have led to congressional hearings. Um, he had a front row seat for David Grush's testimony in July, and you can see right there. Now, first of all, let's discuss this first row seat with you, who are an expert. Who, who are these people and should they be there? Apart well, from them, I, I mean, I, we, have Knapp, we have Knapp, we have others. George Knapp is sitting to the left of uh, David Grush here. Uh, Knapp is a, a seasoned veteran, longtime journalist, reporter in uh, Las Vegas. And uh, he's done a very uh, a large amount of good reporting and uh, special reports on the subject of UFOs, UAPs. I've known George for a long time. Um, I, uh, I I feel that he remains one of our trusted journalists in the field. But he's been working with a film producer in, in the likes of Jeremy Corbell for the last number of years. And I just... I would question why you would go to a film producer unless you wanted to get the story out. You'd want to get the disinformation out because I can assure both of you. That I mean, now there is even a movie here, documentary by TMZ. I mean, mm -hmm. TMZ is like gossip, uh, you know? When I think back to how strict Dr. Heineck was, my scientific director, in who he talked to, who he did interviews with, because he always reminded us that we walked on eggshells, that the subject was that controversial, that you, you wanted the biggest bang for your buck, and it wasn't, it wasn't putting out film. It wasn't putting out documentaries. It wasn't just doing interviews for the sake of the story. And I'm afraid that's what we're seeing, whether it's on News Nation, it's whether it's what we're seeing as far as that these people are constantly jockeying for position in who's going to get the biggest story on the now, subject. We are viewing this uh, uh, latest. Uh, yeah, the 
Right. Uh, what do you think is it is this figure we seeing here? It isn't your classic UFO. I, I, I mean, the idea that I'm always suspect of anything today, whether it's a modified drone, whether it's something that doesn't fit the classic, you know, technology that one would expect if it was something sophisticated, something beyond our own hardware. And as a result, just because it looked unusual doesn't mean it isn't. And the fact that the military has a long history of not releasing anything to the public, releasing anything to the media. And the fact that whenever they are, they're, they're, they're jumping handsprings to put things out. That's not their nature. That's not what intelligence, the intelligence community does. When they do release things, it's for effect. It's for public reaction. It's a false flag situation. It's they're trying to distract us, divert us in one direction while they're doing something else. And that's why I'm all the more concerned that they're using UFOs, they're the using UAPs. Let me interrupt you a second here, Donald. There is this other thing, uh, the chandelier. <laughs> that I took out of my files. Uh, please continue. But the idea that they continue to use the subject as a diversion. And it's like, to me, it's nothing new. This has been I going on. And, and sorry if, 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 if this might, but I mean, Jeremy Corbell source uh, must be a military source. He gets a couple of things and they're both from the Middle East. One is supposedly uh, from a base, American base in Iraq. In the other one is over the sea in the Gulf, of, the Gulf there. I mean, it's always from a, a highly militarized area in which there is a lot of military activities. And, and, uh, and so what do you think about that? Well, and, and, and if we tie this in with the Chinese balloon hmm. last year, and then we had three other situations involving supposedly balloons over Alaska and then Vancouver and then the Hudson, uh, the, the Hudson Bay, that type of thing. Uh, and then and those subsequent three were shot down by American fighters. Okay, fine. No wreckage ever recovered. How convenient that it was inaccessible. These are false flags. These are diversions. These are distractions. And it would seem then perfect that you would go to a film producer, you go to a media source like News Nation, and you would dangle that carrot and it would seem as though you were being upfront, that you were actually providing, you were being as transparent as possible, when in reality, it's all smoke and mirrors. It has nothing to do with reality. It's like, what can we get them to believe today? And, I mean, we had the situation down at the shopping mall down in Miami. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that is something that last week uh, was all over the alternative media. And, of course, uh, we then also reported the fact that there were some juvenile delinquents that mm -hmm. had put upside down the whole mall. Uh, but what, did you, what, what is your take on that? 
Well, I, I received a number of phone calls hmm. while it was happening. And oh, you need to turn on the news. You need to check this out. And I mean that the entire mall was just overrun with police cars and helicopters. And then the talk that there were nine to ten foot tall beings that uh, were observed walking inside the mall and then outside the mall. And... Then the the, the subsequent the follow up talk that uh, the airport was shut down in Miami and that sixty thousand people had a power outage and it all sounded as though this was some form of you know alien uh, presence that uh, couldn't be accounted for and this was uh, the heavy handed way the manner in which the city responded to it. Well, then as you just mentioned, Leo. What originally was described as just three youths, three teenagers, now has become 50. And that they were firing off fireworks inside the mall. Well, I think if that now, were the, the case... Only, the only thing of, of this whole story that me and Christy came up with that couldn't be really explained was why the son of this guy who was basically a candidate for the office of sheriff right, suddenly right. had called his father and his father wouldn't yes, really... What do you think about that? Well, we've had this, we've had similar situations like uh, the uh, incident that happened at O'Hare Airport. And uh, we were trying to talk to uh, employees at United Airlines and Chicago is one of the main hubs for that carrier. And uh, we were told over and over again. In other words, there was a gag order that uh, was in effect. None of these people were free to talk. And I don't find it unusual that any members of the police department would be told basically, mum's the word, keep your mouth shut. It's, it's generated enough negative publicity we don't need anymore. I do find it interesting that the son talking to his very father is being, it would be no different than you talking to your father and my talking to my father. They're not military. They haven't been sworn to secrecy. I mean, it, I mean, it's like, I don't expect you to say something on the record, dad, but can we talk later? Will you confide to me then that way? And so, I, I, obviously, we haven't heard the last of this. But, yeah, I find that rather uh, suspicious. No matter what the, uh, the final outcome turns out to be, no matter what actually did take place, that you're dealing with a father and a son. And the father, you know, continuing to say over and over again, I can't talk about that. Don't ask me about that. That's not, it's not a military situation. It's law enforcement. You know, they're civilians. They work for us. So the press needs to, you know, dig and get to the bottom of it. I lost the sound. You have a problem with the audio. Uh, oh, you must have said something very sensitive there, Leo. So <laughs> no, no, no. We, we are trying here to, to actually... Uh, clear uh, this whole matter up and the aliens uh, caught in Miami definitely yes, yes. Have, have been uh, 
uh, on the on the map of many people. People have been talking about it. So uh, I, I would say that there is something weird about the whole thing. But it could be related also to terrorism, to an act of terrorism or something that does have nothing to do with UFOs. It certainly could. But or was it again a trial balloon? How quickly can we evacuate a shopping mall? How quickly can the, the police respond to a given call? Uh, or, or, or quite simply, can we get people to believe something that outlandish, that unbelievable? And these false flag situations, and, and I think we all are anticipating that 2024, especially leading up to the presidential election, is going to be the year of false flags. And just how much of it are we going to fall for? Or are there enough of us that have seen these carrots being dangled for all these years that we realize it's the boy crying wolf? Hmm. That uh, like, like Chicken Little, how often is the sky going to fall before we realize it's just so much nonsense? Um there was a witness that me and Christy picked up that seemed to describe something. He, I would like to just put him here a second and 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 uh, and see uh, if 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 uh, what do you think about this witness? Uh, if it's credible in any way. Just getting weirder in Florida. Another witness has come forward with his testimony as to what he saw in Bayside Mall on January 1st, 2024. He claims to have witnessed the whole thing unfold. Basically, it centers around a group of teens who had some sort of object that kind of looked like a DVD player that maybe they had created, opened, and it created a portal with an alien being stepping through. Now, he explains in detail of what this thing did and what it was, and it leads to its credibility. The question to ask, though, what happened to these teens? What happened to that object? So the, the conspiracy is going way out of control here. I mean, we are talking about uh, suddenly an interdimensional door opened into a mall by a group of teens. Well, I'd be, see, I'd be, if, if, if something out of the ordinary as, supposedly described by a number of eyewitnesses was seen. I'd be much more apt to accept that it was something of a holographic projection. It could have been a number of teenagers just playing with. We, I, I mean, we used holographic projectors years ago in some of the theater we were involved with. And we had, we created the, the illusion of someone walking across a stage. And that technology was available 20, 25 years ago. And so the very thought that um, people might have seen something, I'd be much, as I said, much more willing to believe that if, if they had some type of device, that that's now, what it may have been. Will anybody, uh, I mean, why didn't anybody yet contact this candidate for the sheriff's office who made these assertions to his son who were recorded on video? Why didn't, uh, did, they, they, did he refuse any, any, any co comment about it? Well, we know that the media very often, the moment they are told a story is off limits, 
it's taboo. They tend to back off. It takes someone like you, Leo, or, 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 or some of your colleagues, for example, who have this dogged um, reputation of not just accepting uh, intimidation, threats on the part of law enforcement, or in what we were discussing earlier, the, the military, that it just intrigues us and raises our curiosity all the more. What are you hiding? Why are you, uh, you know, denying my freedom of the press? Why are you, uh, you, you, you creating this situation that becomes all the more compelling that you're hiding something, that you're covering something up? Now, that may be their, their, also their, their, uh, their intention to create the impression it's something that um, people are describing, but in reality, it's something else. That's something again that uh, in a lot of people have always referred to uh, Sergei Monast and uh, you know what he created in the middle of the nineties with that whole blue beam project thing, mm -hmm. which of course was uh, a creation of his uh, fantasy, from what I know. I mean, but he died in very mysterious circumstances, though. I mean, he died very suddenly, and a lot of people talk about even the news of. Uh, uh, magnetic, electromagnetic, microwave weapons against him. Uh, did you ever have the possibility to uh, to chat with Sergei Monast? No, no, no. And um, he, I certainly would have, you know, had more than just a list of 20 questions. <laughs> in the sense that a lot of our own interaction with the forces that be, would have overlapped. Because for those who don't know what you're talking about, Sergei Monast was a Canadian, uh, was uh, also French-speaking Canadian, aside from mm -hmm. being an excellent journalist involved. Journalist, I would say somebody who was really interested in, in these kind of subjects in a country which we know is very plain, not very open about things, because Canada is always about maintaining the status quo. Uh, and then suddenly his untimely death after he was arrested uh, and, uh, and and that really uh, makes us wonder what's really behind it. Though I never really believed the Project Blue Beam thing because I think that we are well beyond that. Uh, what's oh, your idea about it? It would be, uh, you know, it would be 180 degree juxtaposition as far as from the position that the, the government slash Pentagon has maintained for now over 75 years. And that we would jump to the actual acknowledgement that we are being invaded from outer space, that we have been infiltrated, that they have taken over from the that the highest levels of government and corporation and education, and most of all, I think his thing was the creation of a false messiah that will present themselves to the world aided right. by. The Technology that was, I think, uh, because uh, regarding all the rest, it seems pretty plausible because it's kind of evident, it's self-evident. I mean, it's manifesting in front of our eyes as we speak. Uh, and it's hardly a new concept. I mean, my God, even that one classic episode of the Twilight Zone. The but in fact, man. they accused them of having picked up that concept from, I think, a Star Trek episode. Right, right. 
This is how and, and so it, it's known as doing your homework, being a student of history. Mm-hmm. And I think what we're also dealing with with Generation Z, the idea that where history is no longer even required as a prereq on the college level, that it always part of this dumbing down of society to the point that they don't recognize things that the three of us do. That it's like we're able to look back and go, oh, that's an exact copy or that's a plagiarism from, you know, someone else's work or someone else's, you know, research, that type of thing. And that's where I I love in being in, in my field, one of those who's also looked at as being an historian and even with the museum in Roswell. And even in being able to investigate something that happened back in 1947, you have to wade through a great deal of history. You have to look back to the zeitgeist of the time and then how it applies to today. And as a result, I, I, I find where a lot of scientific colleagues who I have, well, certainly today we would do this and certainly today, they, but it's like, no, 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 no. It was, it was an altogether different situation back at that time. You need to, again, do your historical research. You cannot apply today. And from your historical research in the witness to Roswell, you have actually encountered a lot of those threats which now Grush is talking about and right. they are reporting. Right. So there has been a scenario here, a sort of deep state involving the military-industrial complex who is keeping these secrets from us. This is uh, for sure. Well, and that's why I appreciate that with the meeting yesterday, that whether, I mean, for the Congress people who were there, like like Tim Burchett, that they feel even more confident about Grush after this meeting. And that they went so far as to say At the same that time, Tim Bruchetta was worrying about all this money that we spend in programs which are basically not uh, answering to anybody. Money that is just thrown out of the window for things that we don't know about. Well, and the, and the fact that even today, in, in the past, it was established as JNAP 146, which is Joint Army Navy Air Force Procedure. And the, 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 the law, as it is written, is that any disclosure of sensitive UFO information outside of respective ranks, in other words, if you don't have permission to release classified UFO data, it is you are subject to 10 years imprisonment, loss of all pension and benefits, or, uh, you know, termination as far as of, uh, as far as of your, your rank. While instead, with this reverse of uh, terms, we will have a protection for those people who come out of Swissville. With immunity, right. So, and that is what was provided to Grush. And it didn't, according to him, then prevent any uh, less of the threats, the intimidation. But again, we have to step back and we have to look at it. Is that part of the entire agenda? that they have to make it look that he is legitimate and that he also goes through that, uh, you know, that baptism of fire, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate that the Congress people yesterday 
walked away feeling that the bar has been moved. They obviously, because it was a top, you know, a secret meeting that they could not disclose the details of what was discussed, what was presented by the, you know, the the head of operations as far as uh, intelligence, but that they came away feeling that David Grush, as a high-ranking intelligence officer, is credible. Is credible, and to me, that's the most uh, a significant part of the meeting yesterday that the very person that we're looking at as being the conduit to all these other whistleblowers and that he passed uh, mustard, so to speak. And as a result, that will open the doors to the others. And, and that's what I'm anxiously awaiting to, uh, to, to see. So what are, uh, now we are in closing, what are your next projects and what you can talk about here on the air to promote, of course, shamelessly, whatever book or anything else that you are planning, because you are always so busy and involved in many things. We're, we're, uh, we're planning another archaeological dig at the crash site in New Mexico, doing a major excavation. We're going to go down uh, as far as uh, below the, the typical archaeological uh, level of, of penetration into the ground. We're going to be using subterranean radar again and electromagnetic spectral analysis. So uh, we're, we're going to hit it hard again. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, the, the next book I'm doing is uh, a book where I'm going to be demonstrating all the illegal, talking about threats to civilians, talk about First Amendment violations, talk about due process violations. And then as I paint the scenario of how this all took place back in 1947, as a result of this weather balloon device, I'm going to have legal commentary with three lawyers who are going to be citing chapter and verse why this was illegal, why this makes it, you know, as far as in a courtroom. This would be something that would be highly debated. Why deathbed testimonies, why sworn affidavits are very significant, for example. And then have a retired judge who would write the foreword to the book and why this is all significant. So it's another approach, but this will shut down the skeptics once and for all because it's not Don Schmidt saying any longer. It's, the, it's a legal team that is saying, wait a minute here. They violated the rights of these witnesses and how it's going to segue up till 2024 and what's going on with David Grush today. And what's going on in the world with one of the most important elections of recent American history also. Because, <laughs> because we have, of course... What's happening in the political uh, realm, which is also quite epic uh, in all this, as well as what is happening with World War III, because it's an ongoing situation which is developing on multiple fronts, uh, uh, which, of course, might trigger some kind of reactions, because we know that uh, the, the nuclear... Uh, the use of nuclear force has always brought around a lot of UFO activity. Yes, yes. In fact, I'm... Uh... I, I co-wrote a documentary on just that, and we're in uh, post-production as we speak. And the history 
of the phenomenon of UFOs and nuclear tests, nuclear facilities, nuclear as far as uh, munition sites. And there's always been this attraction for some reason. And that too, suggesting that it's exactly what we would do. If we should arrive, we should land on a inhabited planet 100 years from now. And the first thing we would check out is their military potential. We'd see if they had a bigger stick than we possessed. And uh, so it, 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 it's very consistent with the scientific exploration of a planet that you'd be keenly observant, you'd be keenly interested in their biggest weapon, and in our case, nuclear weaponry. Thank you so much, Donald uh, R. Schmidt. Today, a special guest. We were honored to have you on. Now we have our closing of our show, which is usually very pittoresque. It involves uh, also a, a sort of a, a dance. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, uh, <laughs> I think that probably made you do this before. <laughs> but this time, for the new format, we have changed the sound. It's coming in. It's creeping in. It's creeping in. So, Donald, I hope to see you again in Roswell, possibly this year. And yes. thank you so much for uh, having participated in the Leo Zagami show. Anything Maybe else? participate in our dig, and uh, I'll send you out a formal uh, invitation for that. So, one that be great. I will be, I will be honored. I will be honored. Here we go. You're going to be a long time dead, so the devil with the devil says I. You're always giving me the dickens, telling me that life's no easy pickings. But just as long as I have fun, why the devil with the devil says I. You can have your social teas and bingo for your fun. But the things I'd like to do, you stop me one by one. Now, even if you make me stronger, that ain't gonna and, make and me stronger. That was really, no uh, uh, so you know, the, the 30s, and then we had the 40s, and the 40s was when uh, ufology came all to, uh, uh, all to us in one Same go. Modern age of UFOs, yes, late 40s. Yeah. That was the best for it. <laughs> so, we will see you next week, guys, for another episode of the Neo Zugami Show. Thank you, Donald. And right, if you want to find you. Donald, where can they find you? I am on Facebook at Donald Raymond Schmidt. And uh, as far as books are available on Amazon and all fine bookstores around the country. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.